If you were in the middle of a crisis and needed someone to talk to, who would you choose? A person who has never experienced your pain or someone who has gone through what you're going through? Today on Grace Notes, Barbara continues her series on intimacy with God as she explores the subject of intimacy by identification. Well, what was your choice? It's no contest to me. I'd much rather solicit the help of a co-partner in pain when I'm in the middle of a crisis, wouldn't you? It's not only beneficial to me, it's beneficial to our relationship, too. The traumas of life can bind people together. Intimacy grows when we share similar feelings. It helps us to better identify with each other. And it works the same way with God. God did not spare suffering from His own Son, Jesus. Jesus suffered for sure, more than we can ever comprehend. Why did God allow Christ to go through all that He did? Hebrews 2, 17 and 18 says, He, Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Hebrews 2.10 says, The captain of our salvation was made perfect or complete through suffering. Our suffering package was perfectly designed by Almighty God to first woo us to Christ through His incredible demonstration of love and then to effect a continual desire in us to come to this suffering Savior who chose to identify with our sorrows. He suffered like we do, so He knows us. And because we know He knows about our suffering, we can see Him as approachable. Hebrews 4:15 through 16 says, We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, for he was in all ways tempted, just as we, yet without sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, I've quoted this verse many times, but one time I stopped and wondered why God used both mercy and grace. What's the difference? I asked God, and this is what he showed me. Mercy takes us out of the situation, and grace takes us through it. But the neat thing about grace, though, is what God revealed to me through this poem. I call it More Than Grace. Praying for the answer, waiting for his word, looking for his grace to handle troubling times my inner hurt. As I seek him on my knees and share with him my earnest pleas, I realize that once again he joins in with me as a friend. More than grace when you are with me, face to face your presence frees me. I'm not left with gifts you give, you come near to help me live. When I'm distressed, it's then I find you are more than grace, much more than grace.
visited a lady in the hospital the other day, and before I left, I quoted the 23rd Psalm for her. I was particularly impressed with these verses. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I stopped there and pictured the enemy of sickness surrounding her. Then I saw the Lord placing a tray table on her bed and adorning it with a freshly washed white linen cloth and a single white rose in a vase. He filled the table with fruit, but it was no ordinary fruit, rather the fruits of the Spirit. With his nail-scarred hand, he took from his overflowing basket the fruit of love that immediately filled the room with a beautifully scented fragrance, like the smell of a lily of the valley. 
He handed her a piece of joy that she could eat of in the middle of her suffering. He gave her his kindness and goodness berries to sustain her through the night when she couldn't sleep. His fruit of peace was a succulent orange full of juice that overflowed like a river. The patience and self-control fruits he offered were to help settle her down and enable her to cope with the many hours of confinement. He then proceeded to show her the fruits of gentleness and faithfulness and asked her to partake of these as reminders that he would be by her side at all times and would heal her broken body with his kind and gentle touch. Suffering indeed helps us to know God better. We see him more in our tough times because we are looking for him. Job said to God after his suffering, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. In other words, I know you now. It's consoling to know that nothing passes into the life of a believer without first going through the nail-scarred hands of the Savior. He felt it all, and more than we will ever feel. He not only sympathizes with us, he empathizes. During one of my dad's extended hospital stays, I found a picture that I hung in his room. It showed a patient in bed, the doctor at the footboard, his wife on one side of the headboard, and Jesus by the other side. It was entitled, The Consultation. During those days I spent with him, I did feel the Lord's presence in a very powerful way. I'm going to sing for you now a song that I heard at the bookstore where I found the picture. It perfectly portrays our empathizing Savior, the one who laughs when we laugh and cries when we cry, the Savior who weeps. Our brother is gone, her words cut like a knife into the heart of the Lord. If you had been there, then he wouldn't have died. She cried to the light of the world. So they went to where Lazarus slept and realized as Jesus wept. So oh. 
information about this program, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our webpage at www.sandbeckministries.com. Join us on our next program for the conclusion of this series. It's guaranteed to be a winner.